Welcome to the Mothering Through Childhood Cancer podcast, where we explore mindset strategies to help you navigate your child's cancer journey with confidence. My name is Samara Potter. I'm a pediatric oncologist, certified life coach, and your host. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Parenting Through Childhood Cancer podcast. How are you doing? How's everything going with you? I'm doing okay here. We are full into fall here in Columbus, Ohio. For those of you who don't know, I recently moved a couple months ago from Houston, Texas to Columbus, Ohio, and it has been really interesting for me to re-experience fall. Um, I have seen fall before, and I used to live in the Northeast. I kind of grew up with four seasons, but I've been living in Houston for 17 years, so it's been a while since I've really lived through it, and it's really fun to be able to see it not only for myself and all the beautiful colors that we're having and the nice, crisp, cold weather in the morning, but also to be able to see it through the eyes of my kids who have never experienced it before. So we are really enjoying that here. Um, But I really want to hear about you guys and what you are up to and what kinds of things you want to hear from this podcast. So let me know. I wanted to focus today on... The idea that staying strong may not be serving you. And I think that this is an important concept because it's something that a lot of people say when you are in a difficult situation. They say, stay strong, you know, stay strong for your kids and just keep going, stay strong. And listen, as with anybody's advice, if this is working for you and you um, love this idea of staying strong and it, it fuels you and it makes you feel good and you think it's really working for you, then please, by all means, continue. So everything that I say, um, and I think that anybody, anything that anybody else says, quite frankly, you need to take the things that resonate for you and the things that don't, you know, move on <laughs> because everything is really personal. But I've noticed a lot with um, with parents of kids who have cancer that this idea of staying strong isn't really serving them the way that everybody thinks. And I think that there are a couple of reasons for this. So first of all, I think that people say stay strong and they mean it in only the best of ways. <laughs> and they're really just trying to Uh, prop you up and give you faith and have you feel like you can get through a difficult time. So I, it's not that some, I think that anybody is saying it with malice. It just seems to be one of those things that society says to us that can translate a lot of times into don't show your emotion or more specifically, don't show us your discomfort or your uncomfortable emotion. And I don't think that that is particularly helpful to somebody who's going through a very emotional situation, like having a child who's going through cancer treatment. I think that it it is an emotional situation at baseline and that trying to push down those emotions or stifle them rather than 
recognizing them that they're there, accepting them, feeling them is really just not, first of all, I don't think it's really doable without some backlash on the end. You can only repress your emotions for so long before they pop up in ways that are um, uncomfortable or, or maybe inappropriate for the situation. And I think moreover, it's, while it's not a conscious thing that people say that they are saying to be malicious, I think that it's something that our society is kind of benefits from, right? Is that other people, you know, in society function better, they feel better if they are not having to be confronted with somebody's emotions all the time. And um, it's better for them if you're able to kind of just put your head down and keep moving and not necessarily disrupt the flow of things by talking about your story and and being upset about it or having a lot of emotions about it that then they they aren't really sure how to process or how to feel and i think in a way it's it's something that people um say because our society it really wants us to just keep things moving and not make other people uncomfortable and what i have to say about that is that it's not your job to make other people feel comfortable. Whether or not other people will feel comfortable with what's going on with you and your family and your situation has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And I think that a lot of people find this throughout their child's cancer journey that people in their lives, certain people step up in ways that they never would have expected and other ones that they expect to be there, fall away. And I think it is really important to remember that that doesn't have anything to do with you. That has 100% everything to do with that other person and what they're thinking, the ways that they're thinking about things. Another reason I don't love this stay strong message is that it implies that you need to stay strong, meaning not show emotion in front of your child. And what I've seen happen a lot of times is that, you know, these situations, when someone's child is diagnosed with cancer, the parent is going through a trauma and going through a period of grief. And yes, there's always that part of parenting, right? Parenting through grief, which is that a lot of the essential parts of parenting don't go away no matter what happens, no matter what else is going on in the world or what other things are, are happening in your lives. Certain aspects of parenting have to, have to continue. And so I'm not saying that you should put everything aside and just spend you know, days and weeks you know, alone, crying, ignoring your children, anything like that. That's, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, And of course, I think it's really, really important if you are noticing that you are suffering clinical depression or things like that, that you get help and that you see someone, a psychiatrist or psychologist, somebody who can get you some medical attention and therapy. But what I do think happens is that our society tells us 
that you need to stay strong and not show emotion in front of your child. And so it kind of ends up setting up this dynamic for certain families where the parents are worried, but they don't want to show their worry, their concern, their feelings in front of their child. So when the child is there in the room uh, and there's any sort of conversation going on with the medical team, providers, then the parents are acting like nothing's wrong, everything's going to be fine, we've totally got this handled. And then, of course, when the child is not there, the parents are, are showing a lot more of their emotions, their concerns. Oh, well, you know, what's going to happen? We're very worried, we're concerned, things aren't going right all of these sorts of things. And I'm not, again, not saying that we need to go to the other extreme, right? Which is to tell your child every single fear that you have about what's going to happen. But I do think that there is a way of walking that fine line of being able to show your child that you are human and that you have emotions and that you are processing this information just as they are, because what I have seen happen time and time again is that for those families where they have very strict boundaries of what they share in front of their children versus what they don't, a lot of times what that subconsciously translates to the child is, I'm not allowed to show emotion or be worried about this. My parents aren't showing me that they're worried about this. I'm not allowed to show them that I'm worried about this. And that sets up a whole other dynamic, um, which is very difficult to, to break down because now you have the trust between parents and children needs to be built back up so that everybody can feel comfortable sharing what's going on. And so if this is something that if you've noticed happens with your family, you know, that's, that's okay there's ways around it. And the first step is just to notice it, be aware of it, have compassion and curiosity for yourself, recognize that this is, again, something that you've been doing subconsciously, because this is the way that you've always been taught. And then to be able to find ways, small ways to be able to share your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions uh, with your child in ways that open your, you up to them a little bit, but that also feel safe. So one thing that I often encourage parents to do uh, in these sorts of situations is when you are having these moments of feeling overwhelming grief and, and feeling scared and vulnerable, that those days, it's always good to schedule a little bit of time for yourself, away from your child, to be able to to really let everything out in a way that is comfortable for you, to be able to kind of schedule some time for grieving. And at the same time, recognizing that grief and sadness and vulnerability is going to pop up when you are with your child that there are going to be times when it happens and you're you're not going to necessarily feel super comfortable with it. It might happen at odd times with your child and that it is okay 
to show your child that you are feeling sad or feeling nervous or feeling vulnerable. And that it's okay to say to your child, listen, I'm also feeling sad. I'm also feeling nervous. And that's okay. And being able to talk to them about your feelings and how you're processing them actually ends up being a wonderful way to teach them to process their own feelings. Because unfortunately, despite what we've all heard, the whole do as I say and not as I do (laughs) sort of mantra doesn't really work in practice. Children really need to be able to learn and they learn best through seeing And so when we bottle up our emotions and don't show them that we are, how we are processing them, then they don't have a model for how to process their own. And what I want for you and hope for you and your family is that you're able to have a wonderful, loving, open dialogue with your child about what's going on and that your child feels like they have a safe space with you to express their concerns and that you are able to develop a sense of an ability to kind of hold space for them to share their concerns and not feel like you need to jump in and and fix things. And this is, I think, one of the hardest things to do as a parent because we really, really want to fix everything for our child (laughs) and to make things just perfect for them and to have them never go through pain or suffering. But in the end, that's not our job as parents. So our job as parents is not to prevent them from experiencing all that life has to offer, but rather to guide them through it and to be able to model to them how to go through it so that they can learn to navigate this thing called life with ups and downs and good times and bad times and things that are scary and things that bring us joy. That's the point, right? That's the point of parenting is to prepare your child for life, living life as a human being. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast on staying strong and why staying strong might not be serving you. As always, I would love to hear from you and please send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking so that I can make sure to cover it in this podcast. All right, take care. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more, check out my website at www.motheringthrough.com. It's the best place to go to find more resources on mindset coaching for moms of kids with cancer. It's also where you can sign up for a free discovery call with me, where we chat, no pressure, about whether coaching is right for you. See you there.